It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Welcome to the brilliance. Welcome to the splendor. Welcome to the elegance of the greatest podcast in recorded entertainment. Welcome to episode 10 of the Can Crusher. Number 10, Paul. Do you believe it? We were going to have Ty Dillinger on, but uh, he was busy being a jobber. Right? Without a doubt. Mark Martinez alongside Paul Bowlers. Welcome to Can Crushers, everyone. I want to shoot out a very special, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast, buddy. Uh, Lucas Russell sent us an email saying how much he loves the podcast. That's awesome. Thank you for listening to us, Lucas. I mean, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, tell us what you want to hear some more, but thanks for shooting us the email. So this Sunday, Paul, rough day in wrestling. Get We're going to get right off to that, and then we'll do the beers for them. Uh, Nikolai Volkov, Brian Christopher, and Brickhouse Brown and it was boom, 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 you know, getting texts, tweets, and just everything about their deaths. Um, I don't know much about Brickyard Bra- Brickhouse Brown, but... <laughs> or Brickhouse. But he, I, I did some research. He, de- he debuted in 1982. He was uh, trained by Funk and... Um, Eddie Graham. Eddie Graham, and... He wrestled in Southwest, the NWA, the AWA, the USWA... WCCW with the Von Erichs, and then he had a quick jaunt in the WWF. Um, I actually saw him. He was in St. Mary's in the early 80s when the NWA was over there. Uh, I don't remember win, lose, or whatever, but I remember he was there. You know, he, he's somebody that's not on the the upper echelon of, you know, talent known worldwide. But still, he was a wrestler, so give him his props. This uh, is the one I would figure you would know the most. Oh, yeah. Uh... Grandmaster Sexy. Brian Christopher. Um, he was trained by his dad, Jerry Lawler, and you could tell these two looked exactly oh, alike. Spitting images. Right. right. Um, too cool. The dance moves with. Uh, Rikishi then? Yeah. Scotty Too Hotty would do the worm, and then Grandmaster Sexy would just like dance around the ring doing you ha, ya, ya. Oh, yeah. Uh, he debuted in 88. He wrestled for WWE TNA. Um, World Wrestling All-Stars. And then recently he's been doing a lot of stuff in the Indies. I, he's actually somebody I wanted to meet. You know, he was one of the ones that when we go to these conventions and everything, uh, he's somebody that I thought, oh, he'd be j- the stories. More that would trickle down from his dad. You know? Yeah. Because he, he was in the business for the long, for a long time. And around the business for right, even yeah. longer. Yeah, he, he was born into it. Uh, the biggest, you know, you don't want to say anything, but the biggest one that actually... We know. We we've seen. We we watched him with the Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, um, and we can remember all of the great great battles that he had with the many different patriotic wrestlers. From- yeah, Duggan, uh, the Patriot, Hogan. You know, always teamed with the Iron Sheik. He did make a face turn at the end of his career, but it just wasn't the real Nikolai Volkov then. Uh, he wrestled in Stampede Wrestling, the NWA, WWF, AWA, and Mid South. Did you ever see him, Mark? 
I did. I saw him at Big Time Wrestling. He was in El Tuna. I actually got a, an autographed picture with him. He's a great guy. He's very nice. Which actually shocked me is... I didn't know he was trained by Stu Hart until I did some research. In the dungeon. In the, that's Some greats come from there. Most of the greats come from there. Most of the greats come from there. Quick story about, uh, I wrote down Boris Zukov because he, he was tag team champion with Boris Zukov. And if you remember, they were called the Bolsheviks. Rewind a couple years, and the professor of English knows this, I had to take a European history class when I went back to college. And it was post-World War II, and they were talking about the Bolsheviks. And this teacher wouldn't give you notes, wouldn't do anything. Professor, sorry. He would just come in, ramble everything. He would say Bolsheviks, Paul. And I remembered him and Zukov wrestling, you know, high energy, which is Coco Beware and Owen Hart. And I'm, I'm gone for 15 minutes of the class, not taking any notes, but I'm rel- relieving, you know, Nikolai Volkov's wrestling career. I'm like, oh, shit, I better hurry up and start taking notes again. Well, you probably graduated with an A, or I mean, passed that class with an A. Anyhow, you are kind of a nerd. I only got to be in that class. Pat Lano could not help me in that oh one. Oh my goodness, Pat Lano! That was one of the times. Well, he didn't have to correct anything. I was just a moron. You were just a Bolshevik. Oh, yeah. so you know the wrestling world has lost three great wrestlers, and what do we do, Paul? We're gonna double gun salute them. Our beer this week. Is sponsored by Swanson's Auto Body and Customs. Brought up beer last week, and he's like, hey, you have to try this out. He's got his shop open right now, and if I was more on top of things, I would have had his phone number. So tell him the beer. Uh, the beer is Raging Bitch. It's a Belgium-style IPA. Indian pale, India Pale Ale. Um, it's from Flying Dog Breweries. They opened in... 1994 in Aspen, Colorado. Um, or no, I take that back. They opened in 1990 in Aspen, Colorado. In 1994, they moved to Frederick, Maryland. Um, George Stran- Stranahan was an astrophysicist, and his partner is Richard McIntyre. Say that again. I cannot. Richard McIntyre, no relation to Drew McIntyre. Are you sure? I don't. I'm not. I'm not quoting that. Don't quote me on that. But it could not be. Um, was a rancher. They they made this beer. Let's take a swaller because I've never had one of these. Yeah, this I, I can't lie. I had a nip before. Two inflammatory words. One wild drink. Raging bitch. Wow, it's a Belgian style IPA. Woo! That and is, it's chunky. <laughs> that's a raging bitch. It really is. This beer is. This is not in my taste buds. Not in my not it's, my wheelhouse. It's not in your hopper. <laughs> I get it hops. Awesome. Eight point three alcohol by volume. Good uh, thing you're not going to work after this. No, that's great. I probably only drink about half of this one. I don't even know if I'm going to do that. Um, nonetheless, uh, Swanson's Auto Body and Customs. Give him a phone call for your repair needs, and he he's trying to get a kind of like pimp your ride thing going. Do you know what would make this beer taste better? What? Pizza from Padalano's Place 2, the original pizza chop of the Can Crushers podcast. I'm actually ready ready for a baked Italian. Are you? The the hoagies down there are good. The subs. Sorry. My bad. Dom, don't, don't, don't fit me for my cement shoes, but I'm sorry. That was my fault. 
Pat Lano's place, 814-772-7576. And once again, thanks to Swanson's Auto Body and Customs, 814-389-2294. Call Mike out and get your car pimped or fixed or, I don't know, vehicles. I'm not even going to pretend. I'm out. I'm out. So real quick, we'll, we'll touch on Rise as I have it on my phone. Uh, last week's rise started with Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh. You remember seeing them against Allie. And I thought this was going to be Allie's match to win. You know, TNA knockout just lost the title a little bit ago. I thought, well, this is kind of going to be a rough match. No, Havoc and Nevaeh cause Havoc, and Havoc gets the win. And it was a great match. It really was. Next up, you have Bones of Contention, Raylan and Karen Q. This, this comic act has to keep going. You you were looking at me like you're annoyed. Nah, I, I mean, you're right. It, it's funny. It's funny. And I don't know if they're going to go anywhere, but at least keep the act going. But you saw outside the arena, they I think they're done. They went different ways. Next up, you have Valentina Loca against Mercedes Martinez. Still no relation, but mm, we'll talk about it. Short work for Martinez. Short work for Martinez. Boom, boom, boom. Match over. Next up was... Madison Rain, she is coming after Tessa. She Ooh. wants the first title shot. You know, Madison Rain, TNA knockout. She's held several titles. She was part of the beautiful people in TNA when, you know, their women's division was pretty hot. Um, so that's released tonight. So, of course, you know what I'll be doing. And then, Fire versus Nice. Brit versus Chelsea. Welcome to Britsburg. No freeloaders allowed. Chelsea gets the win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I All up. that build-up <laughs> and then boom, Chelsea gets the win. Chelsea gets the win. It was a good match. I've seen this match a couple times. They do great work together. Uh, they really say they're best friends. You know, come on, people. We know we're talking about wrestling. It works. Come it, on. It works. They're great in the ring. They really are. Uh, and it's going to build a better feud, I think. Heading, but Britt got caught by surprise. Small package, one, two, three. See you later. We got a lot of small packages this week on the show, by the way. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Speak for yourself, brother. Okay, I guess it's time for a break. I'm Little Teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle, and here is my spell. No, that, like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip. Me over and pull me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. We want Roman. No, we don't. We want Roman. No, we don't. No, but you're going to get Roman because he starts off raw. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, it's it's just Roman, Roman, Roman. He does start off raw. He gave a shout-out to Bob, though, saying, hey, you, you put on a good match, but you're still not on my terms. It's it's one-to-one. Right? But you know this match is coming as soon as Roman beats Lesnar, because Lesnar's gone. Yeah. So he's going to need a feud. That would be perfect. That would be perfect. Roman then says he's going to send Brock back to UFC as a bitch. No, not, not as a bitch. And not bitch. as a raging bitch, but as a oh, Roman's bitch. Yeah, nice. Uh, and then you cut backstage and you see Brock. I was just laughing at the magazines he was 
reading all night. The backwoodsman. Do you really think he's reading that? Absolutely. Okay. Brock Lesnar seems like a guy that would read the back, backwoodsman. Yeah, he'd read something back. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> match number two, Baron Corbin, the constable. constable, versus Finn Balor. This was a good match. It ate up the first whole hour. Yeah, 45 minutes long. Yeah, it was a good match. They let them both tell their story in the ring. And Corbin picked up the victory, and he needed to. You know, he really needed to get back on the winning ways. He was, yeah, he's way down on the list of winnings wins. Winnings wins almost as low as Zack Ryder. Oh come on, man! Oh yeah, I'm done. With Kurt you. Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins is where you were going. But you yeah. know what, Balor's Balor needs wins too. Yes, he does. First Universal Champion, and then he got hurt, and they haven't let him do anything since. No. So, I don't know. They had a recap of last week's pay-per-view announcement. Um, that's going to go on until the women's pay-per-view. Oh, you're going to hear about the women's pay-per-view more than you're going to hear about Roman Reigns. I don't know. I like women, so I'm alright with that. Well, yeah, but I don't like Roman Reigns. I don't either. Uh, next match on the docket, uh, Alicia Fox. Nice to see her coming back. She's going to hang out with Alexa Bliss for the week. And she's going to face Nat. And of course... This is the main reason why all this is going on. It's the return of Rhonda. Hi, Rhonda. 37 days. What have you been doing? Well, she's been busy training, hopefully. Right? But I don't know. Watching her in the ring, she is still so fast. She's too fast for her own good. She really is. I, she's too fast for the other athletes, too, because that's how you get hurt. They're used to working at a pace. That they know. That they know. And that fast could hurt them. After outside interference, Foxy picks up the victory. So, good for her. Hasn't been around for a while. She gets the victory. Uh, but then they both get punished on the outside. Oh, absolutely. Just crushed. We knew that was going to happen. Uh, next, we go backstage again. Brock's ordering food. He Bo- wants a steak. Yeah, he wants a steak. I want to quit talking about Brock. I, I'm just going through raw. Let's go with Elias. <laughs> Elias. Let's talk about Elias. He comes out and makes an announcement that he has beaten... Post Malone, Panic at the Disco, and even my favorite, T. Swift, in the rankings. I, you, they can't see you, Paul, so put those puppy eyes away. <laughs> I just, my, I, I thought you were going to go with, like, T-Pain or T, and, and T. Swift comes out of your mouth. That's, I mean, shake it off. We'll, we'll keep going. But yeah. But then. You're going to have bad blood with me now. They, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so they announced this documentary too. Did you watch any of it? I I watched it a little bit before the show, and it was epic. The best parts about it were Seth Rollins just tearing him apart. I thought it the other way. Michael Cole just building him up. They followed Elias around from the middle of March until you know after WrestleMania, and I I like his album. I like it's it's a. Dirty, raspy sound at a dirty, disgusting bar, which I like. Well, those are two some of my favorite things, yes. You're, right? You're correct. Um, I, but he plays the piano very well on it. He is Almost as good as Elton John. I, I'm going to go with okay. Okay. I can't. A go. lot of BS here this week, folks. I don't know if you're catching it. <laughs> Next, we have KO and Corbin chatting in the back. Which leads to, they're talking about Braun, and this da-da-da-da-da. Next match is Braun against Jinder. 
Um, I didn't see this one. I was on my way back home. It was all. It, I, I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so Braun against Gender, and Gender gets the win. It the match itself lasts for two minutes, maybe three, and then KO comes out, steals the case, runs the muck. Braun finally gets the case back, but then he's still following KO out of the arena, and he gets counted out. And the big thing is, if this happens at SummerSlam, no matter how KO gets the win, he's going to be Money in the Bank holder. Yeah, because he's not a monster in the bank. No. There's only one monster in the bank. I'm really hoping that they let him cash in before... And that's the thing. SummerSlam. If, if this match is a stipulation match like that, that means he shouldn't be able to cash in from then to then. Something is going to happen. That They can't hinder that. I'm hoping it's the night before or the Raw before. The Raw before? Oh, yeah. That makes a triple threat. But then that means KO has nothing to do during SummerSlam except interfere. Clearly he's going to. And we don't want to start giving our spoilers away. But he needs a match. Well, why can't they make it a triple threat match for the Universal title? Another triple threat match. We love triple threat matches. All the time. So then we're backstage again with Mojo just blasting people. I beat you. I beat you. You suck. You suck. Walking into the jobber's locker room. Yeah. Ty Dillinger, (coughs) Ascension, Zack Ryder. Hey. Uh, Zack Ryder got two plugs now on the show. I know. And he was on Raw. I was so pumped that he was on Raw. I thought Mojo was going to suck the Hashtag Ryder. But he did not. So Bobby Roode comes out and just takes him out. This is going to be a pre-show match for SummerSlam. Oh, absolutely. They're building Mojo up. But in the same side, they're just not doing anything with Bobby Roode. Not at all. They're bringing him down, if anything. Yeah. And that sucks because he was awesomely indie wrestling name. I got it. Next up was Apollo Crews against Akum. This just setting up for the tag team match. It's coming. It'll probably be a pre-show match, too. SummerSlam's pre-show is going to be huge. It is. You know what? It already starts at 6, so it's got to be starting at like 5 with the real show to start at 7, so it's two hours that they need to fill. So is this going to make Authors of Pain a legitimate title contender? or I don't see how against Titus O'Neil because they have no clout. No, Nothing. not much. I think Cruz needs to go back to 205. I think there's, and there's also releases coming too. All the time there's releases after SummerSlam. That's going to be a show within itself. I don't, yeah, you're right. But I don't think they're going to get rid of Titus O'Neil. He's he's too good for the foundation, yes. for the organization. So, I don't know. Next up is Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins. And this match was the match of the night. It was a good match. Great match, actually. You were home? Oh, yeah, I was home for this. Okay. I seen. I, I was home right as Mojo went into the back room. Okay. Um, Drew's a beast. Drew is a beast. He's so much better, and I know, from... His first time around, his NXT, I mean, even, he progresses more and more each week, and I want the title on him. Sometimes, I think that going away and rebuilding yourself is probably the best bet. Yeah. There's a couple of guys that should have done that. And there's a couple of guys that should do it now. Right. I mean, no knock on TNA, go train. You might get more matches there. Winner of the match was Rollins due to Ziggler coming in and... Breaking up the count. Right. So. That's, it's and then they put the boots to Rollins. Yeah, that's of. set up for SummerSlam as well. Uh, I like the Sonic patches, the presentations that they've done this week. That was one of the big things I wanted to talk about. 
Sonic sponsoring Classic Rewinds or something, and they did the Mr. Perfect one. You gotta love Mr. Perfect. And it was perfect for this because we're the perfect 10 this week. Right. So it's just perfect. It is perfect, which leads into the, the B team. Oh. They're in the back with, no, they're out in the ring with Charlie, just kind of chatting, saying, hey, this is what we're doing. We're still celebrating, and out come the deleters. Well, they said they're, they're not scared of the deleters. No. So would you be right now? The mind games that Bray Wyatt can play, yes. It's, when you're the B team, that could be kind of scary. I can remember back in the day, The Undertaker's mind games were oh, well, perfection. Yeah, you're talking and, about the master of it. And you got Bray, who is like the Papa Shungo, Undertaker, like Boogeyman, Southern Drawl wow. kind of wrestler. And yes, I mean... They should have been a little scared, and you could tell they're kind of scared. They're kind. Of, oh yeah, uh, Curtis Axel's scared of a shadow, I think. But, but then comes out the revival, sets up who, a match, of course. Who've said, "Hey, listen, we beat Bob and Roman, Roman in Roman's yard twice. We're a better tag team than Deleters. We deserve the shot." And they are, and, and they, they won the match. Won the match. Do you want to see that? No. Yeah, I don't. I I, I think we love the B team. But I think Raw's tag team division is lacking a little weak bit. Weak sauce. Yeah. I think they need to have another shakeup and bring somebody back, but it's not going to happen. Uh, next up is the Riot Squad and the Legit Huggers. Not their real name, but that's what I'm calling them. Yeah, they were. They wanted to be called like the Hugging Bosses or something. Hugging Boss Connection or something like that. No, they're the Legit Huggers. Yeah. That sounds so much better. Well, I mean, you should write for WWE. I did. Maybe it would be less boring. <laughs> so, uh, this match wasn't great, but, you know, the legit huggers get the win. A bank statement followed by the Bailey to Belly, one, two, three. The Riot Squad needs Ruby back. Oh, I, yeah, hope she, I, I hope she's doing better and getting well. They are lacking without Ruby. And then end the show is the whole Paul Heyman... Pleads for Brock to come out, and he finally does. Heyman got fired, but did he get fired? But he got his ass beat. Well, he didn't really get his ass beat. He just got choked and put to the ground. Uh, Angle got slammed. He did get, he got an F5. F5. And they're just making you try to hate Brock, so... Oh, without a doubt. Hey, With... guess what? We already hate Brock. Yeah, we really, around. We really hate Brock, the WWE Universal Champion. We hate that. Shift in directions as we head to SmackDown. Straight fire right off the get. Yeah, uh, she's talking, just <coughs> so happy, so Sorry. appreciative that she's got the number one contenders match. Out comes Mella, playing the whole part is, you know, you've always been better than me, you've been great, this, that, and the other. By the way, she looked great in leather. Wow. Um, so she then tries to shake hands with Becky and she blasts her with the title. You knew that was coming. Well, Mella, without a doubt. Mella's the heel. Right, but it sounded good. I mean, she is improving week after week that if Becky would lose this match at SummerSlam, I'd be all right with it. But as she gets her butt beat, the returning Charlotte Flair comes back to help her. <sighs> Setting up for a match because Paige says backstage, you want to fight, you want to fight Mella, you fight Charlotte. And if Charlotte wins... It's a triple threat match. We love triple threat matches. So that's set up for later in the night. That's a pay-per-view. 
Uh, that's the main event, I mean. Main event of the, of the night, which is nice. The women are getting p- main right. events. I'm all about that. I'm all about it. You could U- bring... Usos are up next against the bar. Setting off the tag team title tournament. This is match number two in the four team... Right. Hey, wh- why four teams? Why this, not... Do a four-way match then. You're always happy about triple threats? Yeah. Do I mean, an elimination four-way match. Not the, the best first pin. Do an elimination one. Yeah, once you lose, you're out. Right. We we knew the, we already said this. We said this roll. last well, week. The bar is the, the bar, bar is wins. back. They got new shirts. Guess what? Get ready for the bar. Right. Uh, the Sonic uh, thing was about the the Sonic Classic Rewind or whatever the hell they're calling it was about the Million Dollar Man. I love those vignettes of the Million Dollar Man when he was coming out for the first time. If they keep doing these, I'm going to give them 15 second prop because they're fun. It's old school for us. <laughs> So and Sonic, maybe you can pick us up and stuff. Right, <laughs> sponsor us, beat us if anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, Samoa Joe comes out, talks to AJ, b- brings in the dude's family. Like, th- th- I'm not on board with this storyline. Never, never online with that. I mean, whatever. We're it's saying he's a bad dad. It's saying he's a horrible husband. Dude, you guys just put on great matches. They're on the internet. They're everywhere. We've seen him from TNA. This is bad writing from the WWE. No. Hey, I'm just stating the fact. So, and in typical SmackDown fashion, here comes Jeff Hardy to cut a promo. Promo. Out comes Randy. Out comes Shinsuke, Shinsuke. from behind. Shinsuke is going to hit him with the knee. Randy stops him. Then he tells him to go. This was way too long. There was a... A butt whooping for Matt Hardy. Yeah, that lasted too long. And then the the tail end was Randy got a bottle of water, dumped it over his face, and wiped his pain off. Jeff's out for a little bit, but hello Willow is. Let me tell you that that oh he's coming. That's, Willow's coming. Next match up on the docket was Lana against Vega with Almas in the corner. Funny Lana didn't come out with anybody. Lana told well. Lana and Rusev are on a professional break. I guess. And English is just... Aiden is in the way. In the doghouse. But new American accent Lana. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't Pop a bad match. Uh, twerking and grind. I thought it was Ray Lynn out there. I really did. It wasn't a horrible match. Vega, I did not know was a wrestler. I thought she was just a manager I, for the I longest I didn't know she time. was wrestling again. I'll put it that way. Uh, out comes English, causes Lana the match. Backstage, Lana's there. Rusev's looking for Aiden. And Lana's like, hey, listen, I needed you and you weren't there. Yep. And that's on them. Yeah, okay. Daniel comes out and more or less challenges the Miz to a match at SummerSlam. Miz is on location for the Miz and Misses, but it looks like he's just in a closet backstage. So, wait a second. A reality TV show, and The Miz is on location. Right. Reality? That doesn't sound very real. No. Reality TV is not real, is it? No. Next you're going to tell me that Santa Claus is fake or something stupid. Oh, that's stupid, Paul. Santa Claus has come to my house for 41 years. Well. Stop it. I'm sorry. Stop it. It's setting up for The Miz, Daniel Bryan. You said it this morning on the back of the truck. The baby crying... Way too long. At least if you're going to make it a baby, put a beard on the baby. Make it funny. Like, that's the, there was just a bunch of babies on the screen. 
No bearded babies. Right. No goat babies. Make it a goat baby. Going bad. Yes. Bad. That was a bad segment. <laughs> uh, main event time. Flair versus Mella. This was a okay match. I did watch it a little bit. Flair has a lot of miscues. A little ring rust. Well, she's been gone for a little bit. So that'll happen. Yeah. She still looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she's good. But I I just don't like where this went. And I really thought that Mello was going to pull that out. I thought maybe Becky Lynch was going to get involved. Hoping Becky Lynch would get involved to not have a triple threat match. But we know where this story is now going. It's a triple threat. Either... Becky or Charlotte win at SummerSlam. There's your build-in feud to get you to Summer uh, Survivor Series. <laughs> Summer, how many pay-per-views did you have running through your head right it's, there? Um, it's 8.9% alcohol from this bitch. <laughs> so, let's take a break and then we'll come back in Garbage Tip of the Week. Mm-hmm. Titans, go! When the Teen Titans go to the movies, they know the best way to travel is safely. Hollywood, here we come! Budget! And you know it's super... To keep your child safe, be sure to use the right car seat for their age and size. Exactly. We're finally on the big screen. Have a seat, my dude. For more information on finding the right seat, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Gotcha. That's a wise move. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Can Crushers. Mark Martinez alongside Paul Buller's generic comeback, Paul, because... It's a promotional time. Just want to give some shout-outs to some up-and-coming events. August 11th is IWC's next show. It is in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania, and it is called Cage Fury. And, you know, I was going to run down all the matches next week, just the the show. You can get your tickets at IWC.com. Always great. I love IWC. Next up is Asylum Pro Wrestling, which will be taking place in Clearfield, Pennsylvania. That's the one that we're going to get. try to get a few guys to go to. That's on August 25th. Uh, if you can make it, that'd be great. Um, email us. Maybe we can kind of get a lump group together, you know, d- d- announcement. We're not paying for your ticket. Uh, no, never. We do it. <laughs> This is a free podcast. We do yeah. free things. With... But we'd like to sit with you. So if you're going, you know, at least... Uh... At least come up and tell us you listen to the podcast. Maybe get us get a picture with us, and then we'll put you on our Instagram page, which is... Woo-hoo! 69 Yeah, where you can find us. Paul likes doing this, so go ahead. Uh, you can find us on... Well, you can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher... Facebook, we have, we set up the link on Can Crusher sixty nine, um, Alexa, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Castbox, uh, Buzzsprout. It goes uh, on Twitter too. I do put it on Twitter. Oh, you do put it on Twitter. Yeah. I don't check our Twitter much. I can't tweet the twits. I, I'm not a good Twitterer, so we need a good Twitterer. So nonetheless. Our Facebook is fantastic. Though. It has been lights out the last couple weeks with just the randomness. And you know what? I I started the whole, what tag team do you like better? Uh, that was Monday night, I believe, with the LOD, the Faces of Fear, and Demolition. Oh, a triple threat match, huh? I did. Weird. So then I, I, LOD, I LOD actually got the win there. Uh, some other people... Just brought up other names. I said, out of these three, which ones do you like? And two 
yo-yos. Just, I like the Freebirds. I like the Midnight Express. So I then put up, who's your favorite Midnight Express? Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry, Dennis Condry and Randy Rose, or Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. So who do you like out of the first three tag teams? I'll always be a little LOD fan. Always. I mean, they wore shoulder pads. I'm a football player. It's the same thing. I've painted me and Aaron Nicholas. There's a shout out to wow. you, boy. We went as the Legion of Doom uh, for Halloween two years ago. Shoulder you're pads, both, face paint. You're both thick. Which one was Hawk? Well, Aaron was Hawk because he's the shorter one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't even have to come out of your mouth. Set it up. Set it up. Slam it out of here. Out of the puck. And do you remember any of the... The Midnight Express? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm way too young for that. Yeah, you are. You <laughs> really are. Everybody kept saying the Midnight Express, and I'm like, I love the Rock and Roll Express. I'm thinking Janetti and Shawn Michaels and everybody. That's like, the Midnight Rockers. Well, the, yeah, well, that's The Rock I mean. and Roll Express was uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. See that? I don't know what I'm talking about. This beer is nice. <laughs> it's a bitch. All right, Paul. Garbage. 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 Garbage tip of the week. Um, This is an easy one. Road safety. Your garbage men are out there running around like chickens with their head cut off. Trust me, I know I am that chicken without a head. And we don't always pay attention, so just try to go slow around us. Maybe sound your horn if you're going around the truck. We don't always see everything, and sometimes we're carrying stuff and can't see anything. Yeah, and it really means a lot in the winter because, you know, it's it's dark for an extended period of time. It's 9 o'clock, and it's still dark sometimes. We just, we're running around. And don't get us wrong. We're wearing our safety green. We've got our reflective stripes on. We're trying our best to pay attention. And we're trying our best to stay out of your way. For the most part, we're off the side of, you know, the road of one side or the other. And and most of the time, we're in neighborhoods where you don't have to follow the big flashy lighted truck. In you fact, make, don't. You could make a turn and go a different route. It will not change your destination. You're just going a different way. See? And just remember, because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's a garbage can, not a garbage cannot. Have a great week, everyone.